0: Welcome to In The Loop Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Joe Hollibaugh, and I love all things breakaway roping. Welcome back to our third annual 15 Days of Breakaway Roping series. In this series, we talk all things breakaway roping for 15 straight days, y'all. We interview the top 15 in the world that are making the national finals rodeo. We start from number 15 and we go all the way to number one. We talk all things breakaway roping, rodeo strategy, horses, ropes, you name it, we talk about it. And one thing I love about this year is these girls have evolved. It's raw, it's real, it's uncut, and we are just so thankful to be able to do this. I want to give a huge shout out to all of our partners who make this happen, and to every one of you who is listening thank you for listening. If these episodes make a difference, please go and share it with your friends. Help us grow. Y'all, we're able to be here because of our listeners, because of our fans and supporters. And again, I just want you to know, thank you so much. I love doing this. I love podcasting. And I can't hold back any longer. So let's roll right into it. 15 days of breakaway third annual. Here we go. Let's talk some breakaway roping. Okay guys, so today we are here with Kelsey Domer, who is coming in number five to the National Finals Breakway Roping twenty twenty three. Kelsey, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad I could
1: talk about making the NFR this year.
0: (laughs) I know, and that's so cool. I mean You and I are pretty good pals, but one of the things that we all talk about and everybody here has announced is this is Oakland's mama, and that Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that you did not make the NFR last year. So let's just just rattle right off the box and talk about that. Talk about your year in 2022 and a little bit about what that was like. You found out you were pregnant in Fort Worth with Oakland, who is prize and joy of you and Ryan's life and is now walking. I might tell everybody she'll probably be running by the time you hear this episode. (laughs) Um exactly. <laughs> so talk a little bit about your year in twenty twenty two and how that went all down.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean it actually started really good. Um I won Fort Worth that year and so it was funny. I mean, no nobody knew. Ryan and I just found out I was pregnant and so nobody really knew. And after I won, he was like, Dude, you really needed that I was like, I know, right? And I really want to tell people why we needed it, but we can't. <laughs> but no, I mean I had a pretty good winter and spring. Um Quit roping middle of May, I guess, and thought I might be able to have enough to hang on and then got to watch the summer (laughs) on TV pretty much and just kind of watch my, I guess, standings just drop and drop, which really, it honestly didn't drop until August when everybody got to go to San Juan. That rodeo probably hit me the hardest compared to all summer long, and I think I got bumped I don't know, like five or six spots just at that rodeo. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was a pretty big one. And so at that point, um, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to stay in there. And then after I got released, I got to come back in September and go to the last few rodeos and, and give her hell, but it just wasn't quite enough, but that was okay.
0: Well, and you know, I think, as we, we go back and kind of relive that journey some, and we've talked about it a little bit, but you literally, how many rodeos when you quit in May, how many rodeos had you went to? Um,
1: eight, 17 or 18. I think 17. Cause yeah, that was a deal. I, I had Callie, my friend was like, you don't have to have a minimum rodeo count. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure we don't never heard of that. But as soon as that came out of my mouth, I had this gut feeling that we did. And so I went and I looked on, on our, uh, rule book. And sure enough, we had to go to 25 to be able to go to the finals, which was not in there the year before. I do know that for a fact, but regardless, you got to, you got to know your rule book, you got to learn the rules. And so I ended up having to score eight calves Literally. <laughs> that summer about, yeah, well, I was eight months pregnant. And I started, started right after the 4th of July, because I know that I missed I don't know, I missed one of them right here in Texas. I missed the books for it, Um, but yeah, I had to. I went to Mesquite, went to Fort Worth, had to go all the way to Manhattan, Kansas to score one, but literally just nodded my head and let the calf go out and drop my rope and made sure I had my rodeo count. That way I had a chance when I came back later.
0: Well, and I remember I remember when you quit actually riding out the back at the WCRA women's finals and you were like, it is so hot. And I am so glad I don't have to put pants on for the rest of this summer. Exactly. And, then, and then it turned out that you did have to put pants on again because you had to yeah. score. And, you know, we saw that with Maddie Dearman this year. She came out mm-hmm. and had a great NFR Open was kicking butt, you know, planned to do good in Sioux Falls and didn't have a rodeo count. And I know she'd reached out to you and said, do you actually have to do that? And you're like, yes, ma'am. You know, that's why I was eight <laughs> yeah. months pregnant and scoring a calf. So um, it's just crazy how that all came about, but it is, you know, and I think that's one thing how even this year, and I want to talk about the money a little bit, but you know, after Fort Worth and after you quit in May, we were looking at it and, and I thought, oh yeah, no way that Kelsey doesn't get in. You know, how awesome mm-hmm. that, you know, she gets the rope through May, she's gonna be a mom and come back at her second NFR in 2022. And then like you said, you just you sit back and the, you were good, you were good. And then one rodeo that's a huge rodeo made a huge difference and then bumped you out. And like you said, you just didn't to have enough time to recover. But how amazing that you went to literally 25 rodeos, probably competed at your peak level at 16 17 of them and still mm-hmm. nearly what made the nfr in the top 20 um and then you know of course brought oakland in this world and now we all love and and cherish the ground she walks on so it's exactly. a pretty dang good year
1: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it'll be one we'll we'll never forget and i'm just happy i got to to rope that long um and then and then bring oakland in and even had a chance at the end you know to come back it was it was pretty special the first rodeo i got to go back to in arkansas i actually won money at and so i bought the picture so i could remember that of course i was like you know that was cool This my first rodeo back won a little money um but you know this it worked out how it was supposed to and you know i told ryan i said yeah we're gonna give her heck the last couple of weeks but whatever happens happens and, and that's okay because we're bringing a little girl along with us this time so yeah. it was i mean that'll always be a special year and, and one will always remember so yeah i pretty uh, special i definitely don't regret anything
0: yep yeah. Uh, well, and then you know you you come off that year, like you said, you're you're fresh off popping a small child out, and you come back and win money. I mean, no big deal. And then you you took a little bit of time off and actually like yep. settled down, regrouped, come back 2023, your guns blazing. So that also looked a little different though, and and I admire you for that. Is that you? took your your daughter Oakland and then Ryan your husband whenever he could you have a huge support system in your family your mom your aunt your brothers um you know I know your your brother-in-law all those things everybody is so supportive so talk a little bit about your 2023 year you know you didn't go to as many rodeos as all the other girls did you you were very selective about where you went and how you did it and you did it with you and, and Oakland and then whoever else was, was able to be a part of that that week or weeks in advance. So talk a little bit about that and, and how you laid that out for this year.
1: Yeah, I'm super lucky. My family's amazing. Um, like you said, have the best support, you know, people at the beginning of the year, kept asking, they're like, you know, are you going to rodeo all year? Are you going to, are you going to go? Are you going to take off? And I kept saying, I don't know. Cause I truly did. I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to take it one time, you know, one day rodeo at a time get through the winter, get to the spring and, and see how it's going to work out. And I had a pretty good winter again. Um, and then come April, you know, I got to talking to my mom and Ryan and I was like, should I go to California? You know, everybody goes out to California for those rodeos. And it's like, I don't know if I should try it. Should I stay home? You know, whatever. And they're like, you know, why don't you go try it? Go to, go to California for this month. You know, if something happens, you can always, fly back or go back and forth, you know, whatever, but why don't you try it and see how it's going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. good idea. And so I did I actually go forth, went with me. Um, another really good traveling partner. That, that girl's hard to beat <laughs> traveling with. But uh, so I went out there and, and it, it worked good. You know, we were able to uh, do it with Oakland and, and make it work. And, you know, obviously learned a lot out there, but I was like, man, this is, this is a possibility. And so come back and, and rodeoed relatively close, I guess, you know, May and June until it's time to leave for, for Reno. And my mom and my aunt had told me, you know, we'll make whatever work, you know, we can go a couple of weeks at a time. Um, both of them can work away from home. You know, they can't do it nonstop, but they can take a couple of weeks and work away from home. And, um, Ryan, we had some, some plans for when he could go out there and take some time off. And so we we're like, you know what? We're going to see if it works and we'll take off. And if I need to come home, I can come home. I just, I, I always just took it, you know, kind of a couple of weeks at a time, you know, you got to enter rodeos so far ahead of time, but I just was like, you know, I, I didn't want to look too far ahead and get too anxious about what was too far ahead. And I just wanted to take what was right in front of me and, and go with that. And it worked out really well. You know, I had a pretty, a really sick, not pretty. I had a really successful year. This is one of the best years I've ever had. And, I mean, luckily it's not over yet, which is nice to think about. And, but yeah, they, my mom went with me Aunt went with me, Ryan flew out, um, stayed with me for three weeks or so. And so we made it work. Oakland loves being a rodeo baby. Everybody loves Oakland. So that obviously makes it nice, but it was, it was different. I, because I always tried to put her first before I put any rodeo or anything like that first. And so, Mm -hmm. so I, uh, you know, However I entered, I think, I think one time I had to drive all night yeah. and that was it. And I told my aunt, I said, this is actually okay because she sleeps <laughs> during the night anyways. And so that, that was okay. You know, but we had, we had one rough night. I mean, and of course there's other rodeos where you get tired during the day, making a slack and making a perf, but I didn't, I tried not to put myself in a situation where I was going to be so worn out that, you know, I would put my family, you know, in a bad spot but it uh
0: it worked out pretty good so yeah well and that's that's my was my next question is your priorities were a little bit different and in no form or fashion do I mean that you don't love to break wear rope I mean you're coming in this year's NFR with 112,000 and some 173 rodeos like you said one of your best years yet to come but I saw firsthand just by being your friend, but just watching your actions, your, your priorities did change. You didn't put yourself in the situations that were going to be uncomfortable. You didn't do those. All, I think I remember the all night drive you're talking about is from Ellensburg to Filer and you jumped in with a group of girls and I And you were I remember your aunt pushing Oakland around the parking lot and she was just looking and waving and watching everybody. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that was probably the the only time that you didn't actually go with your daughter, your daughter go with you to a rodeo. But you didn't put yourself or your family in a situation that you weren't comfortable with. And I just admire that so much because I think that that's something as I've even done this the last few years that I have really learned is you've got to do what's best for you. And nobody else can answer that question except for you. And so you did that through and through and you stuck to it and then, and then it pays off. And so that's gotta be pretty rewarding to sit back and, and be like, okay, here we go. We got this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, and that was an easy decision. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in years past, I can remember being so worried, like, oh my gosh, what rodeo do I need to choose? which one do I need to choose over this? You know, how are we going to make it work? Are we going to get to fly? What horse am I going to ride? And then, you know, having a a toddler or baby along almost made it easier. And the fact is, all right, well, here's my choice. I don't really have many choices and and that's okay. And I'm going to be happy with that. And so as as crazy as that seems, you know, sometimes she made it easier and, and I was okay with that. And I guess maybe we need to learn that, (laughs) maybe we need to learn from that and from those decisions that, I don't know. We probably put too much pressure on ourselves any other time. So that was not, you know, I don't know. It was good knowing that whatever decision I made, we were going to be happy with and that was going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love that too. And, and Oakland is happy to see everybody. Oakland makes everybody happy. She's always smiling 90% of the time. Maybe when you leave, she might be a little upset. But other than that, we're just, you know, Raymond's over there feeding her cookies and giving her sugar and and all the good (laughs) things he shouldn't be doing. Um, so I think that that's really special that your first child, your daughter, you're getting to share these moments with her, whether she chooses this lifestyle or not. I think that that's something, you know, just really special and sweet, and you can look back on. and And so, I just I love that about you. But the next thing I want to talk about is, which he is one of my favorites, even though he gets a lot of hair, even in September, is your your great breakaway horse, little man. You rode him all year long in every situation. Um, he man, that that guy. He, I think you ended up third this year in the AQHA Horse of the Year. So, congratulations for that. Um, but that's a horse that I think that adapts in all situations and gives you a chance to win every time. So, talk a little bit about him and and I know you've had him for several years, but just what he's done for your roping.
1: Yeah, Little Man's been a blessing. He truly has. You know, it's crazy to think that. You know, I wasn't looking for a horse when I came across him and ended up buying him. And so that was a God thing, obviously. And he's, he's been a, a big, I mean, yeah, he changed my rope and he's been a big part of my rope and ever since I think this is what year four or five, maybe I have to think about it, but <laughs> he, uh, he's been great in every setup. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Cheyenne or the NFR or Fort Worth when it's really fast. He's, he's been good for me. You know, we all know there are some times that he might, get a little strong mouth and run through my hand <laughs> scoring, but whatever. No, not they're not all perfect and that's okay. So I know that the the wins definitely outweigh the mistakes he's made and I've dang sure made a lot more mistakes than he has. And honestly this year I mean he was he was lights out all year long. I don't mm-hmm. there's I don't know if I can think of a time that he ever, you know, screwed me or messed me up. It was it was probably always me. So uh, he's he's been really good. He's felt really good this year, so I'm excited to to take him back to Vegas and hopefully show him off some more.
0: Well, and you know, I think that that's it's a little bit of a catch twenty two. You talk about him running through your hands some, and it's not funny because we've all been there. But it's <laughs> funny because you know little man, and you know, like yeah. sometimes it's just coming, and so I like several. Yeah. You just put your head down and right out the back of the arena, or the side, or whichever way he'll go. Um, yeah. But it's a catch twenty two because we want those horses in our hand, and and we've all, I think, probably experienced and made the decision that scoring and getting across the line to close the gap is one of the most critical parts in what we do and making it happen. And so you've got to have that. And so it's just like having that leeway right there to where you know it's it's just going to happen. And you can't ask these horses to do it and be, be completely perfect a hundred times. I mean, we've asked them to back in there and give us their life all year long. It's, it's going to happen one day or next.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just like you said, on the other hand, you know, the next rodeo, I probably want him pulling on me and and getting me across the line a lot faster. And so that's one of those things I've learned, you know, not to worry about it because I have tried to fight it and get in fights with him and, and make him do, you know, be perfect. But it's, you know, I'm, they're not going to be perfect because we're not perfect either. But, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm perfect. He's... I don't know about you. I'm perfect. <laughs>
1: well, Raymond does, I know. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> Raymond's no doubt perfect. So
0: we'll just in that
1: argument right there.
0: <laughs> well, and one of the things I really want to touch on, you, you chipped away all year long, like you said. You had a great winter, you came in, you had a consistent summer, knocked your you got your fourth of July runoff, you kicked butt. Um I mean, I think how fast were you at Belfouge? Mm.
1: I don't
0: know. 1-7? Was that 1-7? Yeah. Oh. One 8 1-7. No big deal. 1-7. I mean, I think it was 1-7 if you're asking. I mean, just knocked <laughs> it off and had a, had a really great 4th of July run. I mean, it just, you chipped away all year long, all year long. But probably the most memorable moment of you that I have in 2023 is the Northwest run. Yeah. That Ellensburg, Filer, um, Walla Walla. I mean, you won all of those rodeos. You won like over $21,000 that those, those two weeks. So talk about what that was like. You know, that's one thing as I've watched you rope over the years, when, when you are, when everything is going good and and you're in the hunt and you're on tap, like better, best get out the way. Kelsey Chase is coming. Um, <laughs> and then, but then there's also been times that I've seen that, that, and you, you and I've both been there. We've struggled, you know, I've seen you struggle too. So talk about, I know the week before that wasn't that great for you. So talk a little bit about the struggles and how that led to overcoming and conquering that and then having such a great week.
1: Yeah. Shoot the, the couple weeks before that weren't good. I think there was seven in a row that weren't nothing for me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I caught, I caught one of those seven, but like barrier or something, but I know seven in a rodeo, seven rodeos in a row, it was zero. And so mm-hmm. I was, I know after Coeur d'Alene, I was pretty, pretty upset my mom was telling me to get a better attitude
0: (laughs) it was Lisa thank you Lisa for being our mom on the road we appreciate it
1: and so I was like you know what we had a couple days there um, before Ellensburg yeah no 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 before um what was the other one uh Kennewick Kennewick. we went went to Kennewick Kennewick. we went
0: from Coeur d'Alene to Kennewick
1: yeah so I had a couple days between there and there's some some friends up in Coeur where we stayed and I went and scored rope and steers, honestly, just to get the feel back, leave it in box. Cause yes, I was missing calves, but I knew that my timing felt like junk because my mom, I, she was like, you know, what's the deal? What's the deal? And I was like, yes, I know I'm missing, but it's something before that, because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, I guess that's what I learned through the years that, you know, usually it's not, not the end thing that you need to work on. It's probably something before that, that we actually need to look at. And so, i just went to to get my timing back and and score i literally just would score and and ease to them i looked to to rope and steers with horns on them wasn't even really worried about my next shot i was just worried about my horse and and got some confidence that way and then um yeah Ken, Kennewick still didn't go good and so that was kind of a slap in the face and i was like yeah whatever but after that um it was good you know ellensburg was good ellensburg lewiston uh, filer, and I guess yeah, Walla Walla. All those were, were wins for me, and so that was a really good week. But um, I just had to stay the course. I guess I knew I was trying not to panic too much, and I'm thinking about changing all these things that I probably knew didn't need changed. I just needed to figure out the one thing that didn't, and I finally got it together. I actually, um, Jackie, filmed me at Ellensburg and sent it to me my first one, and I told her I said, as crazy as this sounds. I said, I can't remember the last time I backed in the box and was just hoping I caught this one. And that's that's how bad it was that day. But I mean, just like that, it proves, you know, you got one good one down and it, and it turned around and turned into a really good couple of weeks. So.
0: Well, and I think that that's something that is to be said for it and talk more about, honestly. You know, I think that it's something that isn't talked about enough. You know, nobody on this journey is perfect. And just like you're right. saying, hey, I had two weeks where like, I didn't get a time. And so when you're out on the road, 20,000 miles from home and you don't even have a time and then what makes it worse, I mean, well, you get Oakland to come back to, but then what makes it worse (laughs) is like whoever's with you, they want, you know, they lose and win with you as well. And so it's just as hard, if not harder on them. So you got a double whammy there and you've Mm -hmm. got to find a way, you know, like you said, you did have some friends over there in Coeur d'Alene. You still didn't rope calves. Like you were, Scoring steers, but you most of the time you don't have anywhere to practice and you got the dummy, or you know, I mean, some of us prefer crumble cookies. I mean, you know, um, (laughs) kayaking with your friends, you go kayaking with your friends and then have (laughs) crumble cookies. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, you've got to, you've got to find a way, you, you live or die, you fight, you, you know, you fight or flight. And so, to, to say that you had that resolve, like, hey, it's not going good. And even to hear you say, hey, I was hoping I caught that one. Like, I think people, because of the success that you've had, think you're not human or anybody that's had success. Like, we're all still human and we all still fight those battles day in and day out. It's just the ones that win seem to find a way to overcome it and, and continue to trudge on and keep your head down. And like you said, run the course.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's not easy and everybody goes through it. So that's, I guess that's one thing I've er learned with age or experience or however you want to say it, but I just try not to (laughs) try not to panic. I mean, and like that, you're not, it's not that you're not going to get mad and upset and heartbroken. Usually it's heartbreak Mm -hmm. for us, but you're just, it's going to happen. And that's what I just tried to focus on. Like legit, like, let's find the problem. Let's not, we know what happened. We know I missed whatever, but get down to the fact of why, why, why did it do that? Where did it come from? you know, what stuff do I need to work on? And, uh, and yeah, going, going back to the the people that are with you, you know, winning and losing too. I kind of laugh. I remember, uh, I think it was Kennewick mom came back to the trailer and just, I think she was pushing Oakland and she just pushed Oakland beside me. I was on the saddle on my horse and left her and went in the trailer and I played with Oakland and was taking care of little man. And I went back, I was like, you don't even have anything to say to me. And <laughs> Because I was kind of, I was mad at myself, wasn't mad at her. I was just Mm -hmm. wanting someone to make it feel better. And she was like, if I could say the right thing and make this magically change, I would. But no, I have no idea what to say to you. I was like, well, fair enough. (laughs) And You know, obviously she wasn't mad at me, you know, at all. You know, that's, they don't get that way. They don't get mad if I lose. They are just upset and heartbroken too. And, you know, you don't, you don't know how to make the other person feel better. And so, yeah. Right. If the rigs winning and losing, everybody feels the same.
0: Well, and that's one thing, too. Like, for those of you who don't know, Lisa Chase is the most competitive white woman I've ever met. Like, <laughs> you, you think she's sweet and she's a grandma, but she's not. Like, she's not sweet. I mean, she's competitive. All I mean, through and through. If you know she's any sweet, of the Chase kids. She will,
1: yeah, she will get your ass if you need it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, but. But to have that behind you, you know, that's one thing too. I, you know, Raymond is just as competitive too, and he. <laughs> we could go on for days with the stories that that he's went through this year. I think he suffered more than I did, but um, <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it, I don't know. It, it's just a lot, and it's it's such a group effort. And I think the more we do it, the more humility that comes with it, and gratitude for those that do support you, and through and through, try to come back and put a good face on and say the right things, and even when there's nothing to yeah. say, just don't say anything. So yeah, um, absolutely. it's all just part of it. But talking about, you know, you come off that week, 21,000, you end your summer there, you come home, you get to go back to Sioux Falls. And man, you just capitalized there. You just kept the momentum going. Talk about Sioux Falls. You know, that was something that was new for us this year. A uh, big opportunity, I guess, before Sioux Falls is Puyallup. You come out of Puyallup. Yep. So uh, talk a little bit about that tour, the tour rodeos, the playoff series and and the impact that that made. I think we were talking earlier when you came out of the year end, you know, after the Northwest and, and all of that, you had 92,001 and you left Sioux Falls with another seventeen seventeen and some thousand. So talk a little bit about that and the difference that it made in your year end and going into the NFR this year.
1: Yeah, gosh, Sioux Falls was awesome. It was an amazing rodeo. Um super thankful for that. You know, we, we got to be a part of it just like all the other events and equal added money. So that was that was super cool. But, you know, they paid ten thousand a round. You know, we don't we don't get to go at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so
1: that was that was cool. Yeah, it was an awesome rodeo to to end your season on and like you said, capitalize. You know, at, at that point I knew, you know, I I wasn't on the bubble or anything. I knew I was gonna make the N F R but you know, it was it was a good way to Get some more money one and and then your summer on and have something to, uh, you know, I guess, push forward on going into the NFR. And so it was really good weekend. Um, didn't necessarily end quite how I wanted it to, but I can't I can't complain with 17,000. So I was I was pumped for that and pumped to come home and be able to work from that.
0: Right. Well, and, and something that I'll share with everybody while you were at Sioux Falls, you, myself and a friend, Callie Griffin. Hey, Callie. Uh, we were all doing a phase one of the 75 hard challenge. And so for those of you who don't know what that is, go look it up. We're crazy. Um, yeah, if you want to it was, make it your was, life
1: miserable, go look
0: it up. <laughs> Just kidding. It was pretty fun. But while Kelsey was at Sioux Falls, she was still finishing the final leg of her phase one challenge, which part of it included a five minute cold shower daily. So. Talk a little bit about just doing some of that stuff with your friends. You know, I was you guys you and Callie did the seventy-five hard this summer, um, before I guess it was maybe this spring. And so you let yeah. me in on this part with y'all. You guys had started that. So I, I was like, Hey, I, I need to do something. And you're like, Okay, this is what we're doing. We're starting Monday. And I was like, Are you sure? So we did. <laughs> and um, man, it is one of the best decisions I've ever made. But talk a little bit about having those friends and and trying to set yourself to a higher standard, hold yourself, you're always working on something mentally, physically, emotionally. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's not something I could have done by myself. No way. I mean, I can sit here and try to say that, yeah, I'm mentally that strong, but there's, I don't think I could do that by myself. So definitely glad I had friends to do it with. Um, But yeah, I mean, it just, it teaches you about yourself, teaches you what you can handle. And I mean, teaches you you can handle more than I guess you usually think you can. And so, um, mental toughness, you know, obviously you're working out too, but I mean, it's good. Like, those, it is a challenge. It's not easy, not at all. Um, some days are easier than others, but you know, never regret doing it. Obviously, <laughs> you know, just like people say, it's usually never regret doing a workout. Well, I don't, I don't regret doing these challenges either, but, um, so yeah, that, that added to, you know, the end of the rodeo season, but. It was okay. I made it through. Thankfully, it wasn't too cold at Sioux Falls. So my showers weren't <laughs> any more miserable than the showers <laughs> down here. But uh, yeah, it was good. I'm I'm glad to did it. Glad we could, you know, keep doing it on the road. I mean, it's, it's hard enough on the road. And then we try to add something like this to us. So we really are men- not mentally right, but... Yeah, there's definitely
0: wires crossing somewhere (laughs) for the good or the bad. I don't know. But, you know, I do think that that's neat. And one of the big takeaways was just, I looked forward, not really so much to all the challenges every day, but to... Making that happen and then to visiting with you guys about it and just experiencing that with you and all the takeaways and the stuff that we got to all um, live together was was pretty exciting and fun. So I would definitely recommend if you guys, if you want to try anything and do it with a friend, um, 75 hard is, or phase one, if you already have done 75 hard is a really good challenge to do. But um, yeah, it was, it was fun. And definitely I'm glad we did at the end because I, like I said, I ate crumble cookies all summer and gained, you know, 10 to 15, (laughs) 20 pounds. So no big deal. Um, Let's talk a little bit about traveling. That's one of the things that I've really enjoyed. My husband is a food fanatic, and so we always are eating something good. Uh, Tell me a little bit about this year, the different places that you went. Um, You know, I know that the iconic rodeos are so special to us uh, that we're so thankful to all the committees who are giving us these opportunities. A lot of them are just giving us equal opportunity across the board, which we're very appreciative of. But one thing I've really come to notice is they have some great food and some great places. So, what were mm-hmm. some of the what were some of your <laughs> favorite places to eat and hang out this year while you were rodeoing? Oh gosh, I
1: don't know. I have to think about it and pick a favorite. Like you said, it's. I mean, most of them anymore are going to have good hospitality and good places to hang out. So it's it's hard to beat. But um, I mean, is so pretty. I mean, just like you and I got to hang out and go kayaking and and eat there. So. That places like that in the northwest, scenery that we don't usually get to see, you know, down here in Texas. <laughs> Trees, <laughs> mountains. Yeah, I like lakes. those places, but yeah, yeah, no doubt.
0: There are but, some special I mean, ones, and, and I think it's pretty neat. But it's just, you know, you hear about the road to the NFR, and as you sit back and you reflect on this and just your year that you've had, it's pretty I think when I'm in the moment, I don't realize all the things that we get to do or that we can make time for. And it's when you get to do stuff like that, like I loved going and kayaking with you is so much fun, but just making time to do stuff like that when you're out there, because literally you don't know from day to day and and really you don't know when you're going to get that chance again. And so uh, just pretty neat and special to get to do those, those things while we're rodeoing. It's pretty good opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's I think that's the best part about the Northwest. It does slow down a little bit, you know, and so you do have a couple of days here and there and, you know, everybody's at the same spot. So I like I like that the Northwest is the end of our run and you can kind of chill out before you go home. But it's uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. Unless somebody has been out there and done it, we can talk about it and explain it, you know, until we're blue in the face. But you really don't understand it until you do it and you're out there.
0: Yeah, you can't. I mean, there's just, you have to do it. That's the only advice I'd give to you. Get out there and do it. But coming into your second NFR, uh, 21 was your first year to make it. Um, 23 is your second back number. You're coming in number five. What did you, do you have any different plans, strategies that you're going to do or you'd like to see yourself do different this year than you did the first year you made it? Um, It's going to be again at the South Point. Uh, I know you guys are, we're going to get to rope some of the calves that, that y'all rope out there. You set your pins, you know, it's fast and furious, two days, 10 rounds, um, not very much time in between. So talk a little bit about, are you, are you going to do anything different this year or do you have anything different? Are you just running at them?
1: Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I've got anything different. Uh, I got, I, I didn't get to go to South Point. So, you know, we were. At, uh, oh gosh, where, where do we go? Orleans, yeah. And so, going to be a little different setup than when I was out there. You know, of course, yeah, I watched it on TV last year, but you just don't know until you get to that spot. And so, I figured out what the what the box and the barrier is going to be. Um, yeah, in a couple weeks, we get to see see the calves And so, I guess after that, I'll probably have a lot better idea of kind of how they're going to be and how the Pens are going to be. But, I mean, really, I don't I don't necessarily have – anything to lose, if that makes sense, you know, sure. Mm-hmm. There's a very far outside chance that I could win enough to win the world. But at this point, a lot of people are probably gonna have to fall off. <laughs> and so, and that's just the truth of it. You know, the top two girls have a lot of money one. I mean, I have a lot of money one too, but the way that ours pays out and everything, you know, it, it's, it, it's a small chance, you know, for right. me to go, you know, win the world. And so I, you know, yeah, I don't really have anything to lose. Of course, you know, winning the average would be cool. Like, yeah, I want that average buckle, but you know, also on the breakaway, we can't ever back off no matter if we're just trying to catch 10 in a row or not. And so, you know, I'm going to get my horse ready. You know, like we talked before, I want my timing feeling good and, and him feeling good across the line and giving me that chance. Cause I feel like if, if I'm scoring good and I'm on the barrier, you know, as best as I can for those 10 calves, then he's, my horse is going to give me a shot and it should make my job a lot easier. So I think that's going to be my focus this year. Um, you know, really get my timing down, um, get a good feel of it. I think Callie said she would come down and help me again. Two years ago, she came down and we set the barrier up and we filmed my runs on a couple horses. I mean, we literally, I, I had two, I had little man, and then I had my brother's horse, Romeo, that I took out there for a backup. And, um we pretty much played it like the NFR I roped five in a row on little man not no scores nothing literally just backed in there roped five in a row whatever calves came in didn't sort them and then got off of him and roped five in a row on Romeo and then the next day we flip-flopped the calves and so and we you know we timed them we compared them you know I, I wanted to see what it was like on the different horses in the fields um but I just did I did that a couple of days I didn't I tried not to overdo it and really. You know, I didn't want to get too up or down. I guess mm-hmm. in in that set because it, it's still you can you can set your box up to that feel and run the calves that you have, and it's it's not going to be exactly the same. It doesn't matter. Right. But I just kind of wanted the idea and got to compare on those horses, and so that's I'll probably do that again. Callie said she would come down and help me again if if I wanted that help, which I always like an excuse to be able to hang out with her. So that's She's always fun nice. to hang out with. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I just. I don't know, you know, we're getting ready for the WPRA finals in a couple of weeks. And I've just kind of, honestly, yesterday is the first time I have roped since I roped in North Carolina. So <laughs> I took a break, been given some lessons, hanging out at home. And so I'm uh, going to ease back into that. And, you know, little little man's not going to forget what's going on. So I just got to get my timing back and get ready for the WPRA finals. And then after that, it'll be all, all focus on the NFR.
0: Yeah, game on. We'll end two. That's one thing that I love about you. You and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but still you're making you're setting those boundaries. You're making those priorities. You didn't rope one since North Carolina. And there's yep. nothing wrong with that. Because right. in, in our sport in this day and time, if you're taking a break or or whatever it may be, you have intentionally got to create that time and be okay yep. with it. And you did that. And that's what you need for you. And so, you know, in that yeah. time, you're, you're doing lessons, you're, you know, you have a family that this is also your career and your livelihood. And you're, you're creating that longevity of you are a breakaway roper, but you're also a clinician. You're, you know, you ride horses, you sell horses, I mean, several different things. And so creating that time for you, your family and yourself was a first priority. And I think that that fills up your cup and lets you refuel and reboot. And like you said, now, you know, when it's when the shoots bang, you're gonna be all focused and game on and and that's what it works best for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, just like you said that it, it works best for me and that's okay. Everybody's gonna be different. You know, and used to I was different. I hated, you know, missing a rodeo or missing a jackpot. And just like yesterday, you know, my I, I didn't enter Lubbock and that's okay. Yeah, I went back and forth, you know, hey I could get ready for Lubbock and whatever, but I'm okay with that. Like I'm not gonna regret it, you know, and I'm not even, you know Coming around next year, you know, if I'm worried about the circuit finals or whatever, like I'm already going to forget about it. I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself or be mad at myself. Well, I didn't go to these rodeos. Like I wanted this break. I needed this break. I took it. You know, I I really only have little man, and so I felt like he deserved that break. Um, and so I'm I'm going to give that to him too, and and ease him back. So, that's I mean, that's how I work. <laughs> you know, it might yeah. not be for everybody, but I've I've learned to, you know, I know I'm not going to forget, um, you know, I'm anymore. it's, it's not numbers for me. You know, I'm not going to go rope the dummy 150 times anymore. Cause there was a time in my life that I would, and not to say that that's right or wrong, but I have learned, Hey, I can go rope it, you know, work on the things I need to, you know, fine tune the little things and still be just as confident as I was, you know, roping 150. So that's, I've learned a lot about that. You know, I don't, I don't need to compare to everybody else, and I wouldn't expect anybody to compare to me either. You know, everybody does their thing and and finds their confidence differently, and that's what I found that works for me.
0: Well, and I too, I think that that's just something that the the comparison syndrome, like it can overwhelm and attack you in a hurry, and you've oh, got yeah. to have your have your shield and your defensive up. And you know, there's there's things that I think you just learn as you get older, and and like you said, you you're learning and you know what works for you. And, you know, even a little earlier you talked about this is the way that I rope and we're we're breaking down roping and all those things. And so knowing what works for you I think is a key and I think that's that's why, you know, yes, two years in a row we've seen you top fifteen, you know, but you're you're always gonna be in that top twenty top 30, no matter how, how long you decide to rope, because that is what sets that group apart. And I think it's pretty neat to see, and it's not an easy thing to commit to. It's not an easy place to get to, but um, it's, it's rewarding when you get there. So it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty fun takeaway, but I know one thing I got to go with you this year to a couple of rodeos in Arkansas, your, uh, your favorite little podunk arkansas rodeos which actually were pretty (laughs) dang fun to go to might i add we barely got to one we pulled in and we had five minutes to rope it was awesome and uh so you you have a you have your your own rig obviously oakland's toys (laughs) strollers and all the cool things are in there but you also have a a pretty good stack of ropes uh, of equipment of things like that so talk a little bit about this year you know the ropes the equipment that you've used that that did you stick with one thing all year long? Did you use one rope all year long? Did you use one lay talk a little bit about that and and how that changed for you this year or, or stayed the same?
1: Yeah, actually I did have a little bit of change this year. Um, I used the Spitfire until about May. Um, and then I was just, I was, it was probably one of those things that I was, I was having a little different feel and I went to probably changing some things more than I needed to, but I, uh, stick with rattler rope still I went to I I used a viper and a strike or some and just started playing with it a little bit to get a feel that I wanted um you know the feel with the the spitfire I, I didn't I liked the feel but there was just something else a little bit that I wanted more it seemed like and so I played around with that and even even at Sioux Falls um I was telling Callie like I had changed I choked up a little bit what was the strand that was in between my hand and I even choked up on my loop a little bit. Um, you know, I still don't use a small loop. I'm, I'm all about big, loop, big money, but even those couple little things I changed and it, it made it feel good. It seemed like I just kind of was, I don't know, getting, getting off of what I liked. And so I, I changed little by little. I, you know what I mean? Like I tried not to just make big, big adjustments and I changed little by little. And I wrote the dummy a lot with at first. It's not like I, you know, it was right before I went in the box and I was like, Oh, I think I'm going to change this today <laughs> but because I've done that before too. But you know, I, uh, so I've been using, using a Viper and a Striker more and it honestly just kind of depended on, on the weather, you know, mm-hmm. and what was going on because we did, you know, it was actually warmer in the Northwest this year than I think it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it got, it got a little chilly at Sioux Falls, but not bad. And so it kind of just, I just, I like to have, a few different ropes that way I can feel them because they do change like that's that's part of it ropes are going to change you know with the weather and and whatever's going on so I just like to have a a few choices that way I could swing them and, and get what felt good that night and have confidence confidence in it and go from there so
0: yeah Well, and I I think that that's something that we've seen a little bit of change up throughout the throughout the season and everybody does it different. Some people stay with the same thing all year and some people change. So I just like to get everybody's perspective on that. And if that can help anybody that's listening in any form or fashion, I think that, you know, we're always trying to take little tidbits. And so it's um, it's it's good to apply different things from different people and, and see if it works for you. And if it, if it does keep it, and if it doesn't throw it out and run another one. So yeah, um, exactly. I think it all just depends. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, that's, that's what I tell people all the time, you know, like, well, you know, why do you use this? Or what do you, what do you use or what's your opinion? And and I'll give them my opinion and I'll give them my why, but that's a feel that everybody has to figure out. You know, that's, that's one, one thing cool about our, our sport, you know, there, there's 15 of us that, you know, more than that, but I'm just saying, so there's 15 of us that make the NFR, but all 15 of us are probably doing something different, Different. you know what I mean? So that's, Mm -hmm. that's what's cool about that. You know, yeah, there's a hundred of us with the same goal or 50 of us with the same goal, you know, whatever that might be, but to get there and how we get there or whatever is is different. And that's, what's cool about it. You know, there's not just one set way you get to figure out how your way, is going to be and rock that
0: as many of you know infrared light therapy otherwise known as laser therapy has completely changed my personal performance as well as my horse's performance I use RevitoVit developed by science and backed by the top trainers and world class riders RevitoVit is simply the best it is the leader of equine preventative maintenance and rehab device it provides healthy maintenance and rehab of your equine athletes of yourself, you name it, it does it. I use it on a daily basis. I have seen the results, y'all. I had a shoulder injury that I battled through. Laser therapy brought me through it. I've had several injuries with my horses. Laser therapy has brought them through it. I am a firm believer in this product and in laser therapy. Y'all go check it out for yourselves. RevitaVet.com. You can use my code JordanJoe to save 10%. My three favorite devices are the Hawk Saver Set, the Tendon Saver Set, as well as a pole cap. Y'all go check it out. Laser therapy has changed my life and it can change yours too. Now let's get back to some breakaway roping. What is your why for breakaway roping? Like what is your why that gets you up every morning?
1: I just, I love it. I mean, that's, I truly do. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person if, if I don't love it, I'm probably not going to do it. (laughs) You know, if it challenges me, sure. I'm going to, you know, yeah, I'm competitive too. And I'm going to figure it out. But gosh, since I was little, I've, I've loved roping. I grew up around a bunch of boys. And so that was one of those things. If the boys could do it by gosh, I wanted to do it. Um, I'll never forget. I was roping the dummy with a kid and he was, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years older than me. I don't know. He was, he was an, an older kid. Um, but at the junior rodeos, like I was a junior kid, but he was probably in the oldest age group. And, uh, he was roping the dummy. I was like, man, I said, how do you get it to curl around like that? You know, or we were talking about it, whatever. And he was like, oh, it's too hard. He's like, oh, it'll (laughs) take you too long. And I was like, piss on you. Like, tell me how you do it. (laughs) Like, I want to, you know what I mean? But the funny thing is I realized later that he wasn't being a, you know, a jerk about it. He was doing that because he knew that I wasn't going to figure it out. You know what I mean? He was was actually pushing me. Yeah. And so we, and I ca- I honestly don't even remember what he said. And it was, we probably didn't even know what we were talking about, but by gosh, I was going to figure out how to get my rope to curl around like that. Like that was, that was cool to me. And, you know, obviously that's the end game now, but back then, like, I just, I roped just to rope. Like I did whatever. I mean, yeah, we practiced it, but my parents were team ropers, so they couldn't break down a calf rope and run. You know, they could just, you know, help me out, get help, whatever. And, tell me how to take care of my horses and stuff like that. But we didn't know a bunch about the calf and It was, I roped a dummy a lot and watched a lot of people and figured some things out. And I, I mean, I was doing rope tricks as I was little, roping anything, roping people that were walking, pissing them off, you know, getting my mom mad because I was hitting her shins, <laughs> healing her. but I was going to figure it out. And I remember too, somebody told me, they're like, you got too much time on your hands if you can do rope tricks. And I was like broken hearted. And I was like, Why would he tell me that? Like I worked hard. <laughs> To be able to figure out, you know, how to do this rope trick, like you know, whatever. Like, I was uh-huh. mad, but now I was like, well, he probably, you know, motivated me even more. But I've, I mean, I've loved it. Like, I, you know, I love basketball, I liked other sports, um, you know, doing that too. But I saw roping as something I could do for a long time and. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always wanted to get better and and learn about it. And then I and I fell in love with teaching people how to do it as well. So it's just something I'm passionate about. That's I don't know. I just I love it. That's my why. And as long as I can do it or have a hand in some part of it, I'm probably going to stick with it.
0: Well, I think that's great. And that's one thing too, that, that as we've gotten older, you and I have sat down and, and I really look forward to, I know that you're going to be growing and expanding your clinics and some of the format and layouts of that. And so y'all stay tuned in, in the future. I mean, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure for a long time, but also, you know, you do want to give back and you are, you are a very servant hearted minded person. And so, you know, if you want to learn how to rope, Kelsey Domers your gal. Uh, she's she's definitely growing and expanding her cl- clinics and all those things there. So pretty excited yeah, right. about that. But um, final question, I'm going to put a little spin on it this time because I always okay. did the what would you tell your younger self? But this time I'm doing it a little bit different. So what would your future self say to you today? Oh, OK. <sighs>
1: Yeah, uh, she's talking, but that's okay.
0: Hi, baby. Hi, Oakland. Um,
1: oh. Hopefully, I hope my future self looks back and says, hey, I'm proud of you. You know, hey, you know, I, I saw the work you put in. You know, I saw the times where you could give up and you didn't. You know, that's that's what I want to be able to look back on. Or You know, hey, look what you did. Look, look what you did to grow the sport, you know, or look, look look what you did with your family by your side or things like that. Like that's, that's what I hope for. Um, and you know, hope back I can look back on and and be proud of it and not, not have any regrets. You know, yes, I understand we're human and we're, we're going to have regrets, but I truly, truly try to live, you know, and not, not have those regrets be happy with everything and, and be confident in the decisions that I make.
0: Well, I love that and know that I'm cheering you on. Uh, I admire the way that you've went about this. You and your family uh, love you guys and just very excited for the rodeos uh, for the finals, all 10 rounds. Uh, I hope I get to talk to you in Oakland several different times. I'll have I'll probably have her, you know, by my side. You know, I guess if you want to join us, sure, you can. Yeah, Um, she'll probably be doing
1: the interviews, actually. Just ask her for what questions. Okay, I'll, she's I'll gonna get a know. hold of her
0: and we'll, we'll plan our <laughs> questions out together. But Kels, congratulations Absolutely. on your second NFR qualification. Uh, good luck at Vegas and I'll see you out there. Thanks, Val. I appreciate it.